Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Oh, we are overreacting. The NFL is here, and it feels good because we can just say whatever the hell we want, including Aaron Rodgers doesn't look like he wants to win. Let's overreact, baby. Captain Competent hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Hey, y'all remember Jermichael Finley? I hadn't thought about him in like four years. And then today, he's on my ESPN 106.3, and he's talking about Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers apparently doesn't look like he wants to win. That's the beauty of the NFL, folks, that we overreact, and it makes national headlines. Oh, it feels good. This is what Sports Talk Radio is all about. Ken Levicka live here on a Wednesday on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. We're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the glistening and sweaty intracoastal. Captain competent Joe Rigotti is here running things, making sure that uh, we don't get too out of line. Coquel, he is off today, but we have you until uh, 1 o'clock. Uh, so this morning uh, here on ESPN 106.3, uh, it is uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Uh, KJM, if you will. Uh, and you hear them 6 to 10 a.m. every day here on ESPN 106.3. And... I, I get that Sunday was dreadful in Jacksonville for the Packers. I mean, I haven't had one day in Jacksonville in my life that hasn't been dreadful. Now, a lot of that for me is self-inflicted, but I get it. I know what it's like to have a bad time in Jacksonville. And the Green Bay Packers had a bad time in Jacksonville. And Aaron Rodgers had a bad time in Jacksonville. In fact, for a guy who threw five interceptions all of last season, he had two in three plays, both of them nearly being brought back for interceptions, both of them leading the Saints touchdowns on a very short field, and Jameis Winston had his way with the Packers. Well, if you recall in the offseason, former Packers tight end Jermichael Finley had some questions about Aaron Rodgers' leadership. This is while Aaron Rodgers was still deciding if he was going to go back to the Packers or if he was going to retire. What was that relationship going to be like? Was the Jordan Love era about to begin? And Jermichael Finley went to Bleacher Report and made all of those thoughts known. Well, Jermichael Finley popped up today on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max here on ESPN 106.3 and listen to Aaron Rodgers' former tight end, his assessment of Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. What would you say to fans who hear you talking about him now and have the suspicion, man, Jermichael Finley just has an axe to grind with this guy and he's waiting to, like, criticize? How would you, how would you respond to fans who think that listening to you? No, I'm, glad, I'm glad you asked uh, that question. But once again, man, I, I, got, I got my paper, I got my bread, I got my money. Um, I'm totally fine over here. My thing is that um, the, the guy just... It, it's just that I'm not a hater. I'm just I'm looking out. Actually, I just want the guys to do their best and play Packer football. And uh, 
once again, brother-in-law, and it doesn't do it. And I think Love is going to be ready for the job here pretty soon. So, can't um, wait to see the youngster play. Love is going to be ready for the job, but Rodgers, like to be fair to Aaron Rodgers, just came off arguably his best season. They were in the NFC Championship game. He threw 40 touchdowns against like negative 10 interceptions, whatever it was. Do you think he fell off that quickly? Bro, that's the National Football League. Uh, each offseason got worked like it's the last season. And I just don't see a work ethic in Aaron Rodgers that I have in previous years. And uh, actually, you can see it right through his his helmet. The eyes and the face tell, tells everything of the personality. And uh, I just don't see it, uh, that, that, that NFL hunger and, and just still hungry to go win another championship. I just think it's cliche and talk. Um, that, that guys get up there and say, oh, I want to win a championship. Oh, it sounds good, but I want to see what you do on the field. Ah, yes. The old-fashioned, tried-and-true gauge of whether or not a player wants to win. And it's how he looks in his helmet, in his face, and in his eyes. Jermichael Finley nailed it. Aaron Rodgers is washed, and Aaron Rodgers is trash. Jermichael Finley, too, talking about how he got his bread. He got his paper he has no axe to grind. How, how, um, let me think. How, how exactly did Jermichael Finley get his bread and get his paper? Oh, oh, yeah. It's the guy in the green and gold number 12 uniform that allowed Jermichael Finley to get his bread and get his paper. That sounds like sour grapes to me. What an overreaction. I mean, what an overreaction. Aaron Rodgers, who rightfully said yesterday, you know what? It was one of those bad days. Tom Brady's had those bad days. I've seen Tom Brady have one of those bad days at Hard Rock Stadium against trash bag Dolphins teams. And we didn't declare that he was done or didn't read his face through his helmet. Maybe if Jermichael Finley was there, he could have helped us read Tom Brady's face through his helmet, but he wasn't. So uh, we were left in the dark on that. But this thought that Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to win, doesn't want to win a championship, because he had one bad day against a team that should be considered an NFC favorite in the New Orleans Saints, that just because Drew Brees isn't there anymore doesn't mean they don't have the same offensive weapons that they arguably... Did you listen to Drew Brees talk on Sunday night about Jameis Winston and his ability to throw the deep ball? Drew Drew Brees literally said, maybe that's what we've been missing the last three years. And that was a team that... Twice went to an AFC championship in that span, or an NFC championship game in that span. The Saints are good. The Saints were inspired coming off of the damage inflicted upon their home city. You're going to have bad days, and it's just unfortunate it happened in week one after a long, dramatic offseason. And do I think Aaron Rodgers can go out there and... After all of the drama he helped produce, lay an egg like that? No. It presents for circus stuff like we see from Jermichael Finley. It is an overreaction after week one, after one bad game, that the defending MVP doesn't want to win a championship and Jermichael Finley's just trying to give his former teammates a heads up. Thanks, Jermichael. I think they can handle it. What's your biggest overreaction of week one of the NFL season. Now that we're about to get in to week number two, what is your biggest week one NFL overreaction? Mine is Jermichael Finley saying that Aaron Rodgers just doesn't want to win a championship. 
And you can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. What is your biggest overreaction so far through one week of the NFL season? I love the NFL season because it is silly season. I love the NFL season because, especially after week one, it is easy to make proclamations. It is easy to make declarations. And uh, you have uh, those like Jermichael Finley. And I don't know what the prerogative is for Jermichael Finley. I don't know what the end game is for Jermichael Finley. But I do know that he is the biggest example right now of an overreaction. Then there's something that we discussed yesterday. And it was another member of that morning show here on ESPN 106.3, Keyshawn Johnson. He goes first now. He's K in KJM. I think that's, yeah, he's the K in KJ. Well, I know he's the K. I just wanted to make sure that the letter, Joe Rigotti looked at me like, uh, yeah, his, his name's Keyshawn. He, he is the K. I know, I know, Captain Competent, okay? Okay? I get it. I just want to make sure the order is correct. But Keyshawn Johnson, after... Derek Carr led the Raiders to an overtime victory. This was Keyshawn Johnson on where Derek Carr stacks up amongst NFL quarterbacks. We talk about elite quarterbacks, right? Okay. You talk about statistics. Statistics are like, oh, my God. Well, he's leading the league after week one, so I think that puts him in an elite category. Not only that, over the last three years, but over the last three years, look at his numbers with John Groove. It ain't been his fault that the Oakland Raiders have been not making the playoffs. He's done everything capable Yes, Patrick Mahomes is at one level, Aaron Rodgers is at another, Tom mm-hmm. Brady, Russell Wilson. Right. But you can't tell me when you get to five, six, seven, mm-hmm. there's a top level, then there's another level, Stephen A. Mm-hmm. He's at that other level. Yep, that's right. Keyshawn Johnson saying that Derek Carr is in the upper level, the upper echelon of NFL quarterbacks. Is he good? Yeah, sure. He's um he's never thrown top ten in in yards and he uh, he's definitely not been top ten in touchdown passes. But after one game, because he had some fortuitous bounces and then zero Baltimore defense that helped them beat the Ravens on Monday Night Football, uh, he's he he's elite. That was knee jerk from Keyshawn. That was really really knee jerk. Am I fine with Derek Carr? Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's fine. He's good. Is he elite? Come on. Like this is only the type of stuff you get after one single game in the NFL season. Mac Jones is gonna be Brady and he showed it. Again, that's the nonsense you get after week one because the Dolphins kept blitzing and Josh McDaniels kept running underneath routes on the Dolphins defense. Mac Jones couldn't complete anything over fifteen yards. Uh he at one point threw a pass fifteen yards behind him. But he outdueled Tua. Stop. It was one amazing defensive play in the end zone that kept Tua from 245 yards passing, three touchdowns, two through the air, and having a quarterback rating over 100. Like, stop. Stop, please. This is all one-game knee-jerk stuff. What's your biggest overreaction as we head into week two of the NFL season? 888-760-3776. 760-3776. Mine is Jermichael Finley saying Aaron Rodgers just doesn't want to win a championship. And I'm going to call myself out here in a second on Ezekiel Elliott. But I want to get to the phones. I want to get to Mark in Pompano. Mark, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Mark? 
How's it hanging, Ken? I'm good, man. I'm good. What do you got, brother? So I could get this proved very easily, but my bold prediction is that two Cincinnati Bengals players will receive NFL honors. I think that Joe Burrow is going to get comeback player of the year, okay. and I think Jamar Chase is going to get offensive rookie of the year. So your your overreactions actually seem like realistic scenarios, at least through one week. So maybe that does make it an overreaction. But I could yeah. see Joe Burrow getting comeback player of the year, and I think there's a lot of people rooting for him. A lot of people want to see him succeed, and I think that he's going to be given leeway with that. And, hell, if he's hooking up with Jamar Chase like he did at LSU uh, and like he did in week one, then, yeah, I mean, there's absolutely no doubt. Now, uh, I know you saw how my guy Jalen Waddle looked dangerous in that oh. Dolphins offense. They're putting him everywhere, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I saw the one drop, but Waddle's crazy catch on the sideline. Yeah. He's got speed, too. Yeah. So I think he's going to be a big weapon. And, you know, him alongside Albert Wilson, those Ugh. are two fast guys. Yeah, it sure is. Those are two fast guys. Absolutely. I just hope they get Kasicki a little more involved. That's the only thing. Yeah, and I keep I keep thinking and I keep trying to talk myself into the fact that the Dolphins are the the Patriots front four and really by extension that front seven are top five in the NFL and they just bracketed Jasicki and he he just was not open. But I I'm hoping that that's what it was and it's not a trend of things to come. But Mark, you've got you've got Bengals on the mind and I'm into it. I like it. That is a good overreaction slash prediction. That Joe Burrow is going to be comeback player of the year. And let's be clear about this. He, people, people want him to come back from injury and tear it up because he's marketable and he's young and he's fun and he's got personality. Uh, I think that if it was him in a close race with anybody else, I mean, Joe Burrow is getting the edge on that. That's not unrealistic through one week. And then Jamar Chase, there are a lot of good rookies. No, but... Mac, sorry, sorry. Mac Jones is the next Tom Brady. You're going to have to give him the rookie offensive player of the year. Okay. All right, guys, it's over. It's over. It's done. It's Mac Jones. It's because it's the Patriots and it's Belichick. Uh, Bill Belichick, by the way, uh, and we have talked a lot about that Tua interception late in that game. And was it a bad throw? Absolutely. But we love to knock on Tua. We love, 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 love to knock on Tua. Um, could someone remind me what Bill Belichick's record against Tua is? The great Bill Belichick, the Hall of Famer, uh, the the man of, of six Super Bowl championships. Oh, yeah, he's 0-2. He's, he's 0-2 against Tua. Uh, so I'm wondering when Bill Belichick is going to get the questions about why he can't, um, can't beat Tua. You want to know what Bill Belichick's record against Brian Flores is? He's 2-3. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's under 500. So again, again, like these are just things that I'm thinking about. I'm just spitballing here, but 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 maybe maybe at some point, maybe at some point, instead of focusing on every little mistake that Tua does, we can we can ask the uh, the goat, if you will, the the greatest coach of all time. Well, that would be uh, Gakot, the greatest of all time. Bill Belichick, why he can't uh, he can't game plan to beat Tua. That's just me. What's your biggest overreaction going into week two of the NFL season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Uh, Coach Kalou on Twitter. The Bills are in trouble. No, they aren't. That's a solid team. Yeah. I, I don't know... How many people are worried about the Bills? Was it concerning that Josh Allen had sort of a Josh Allen-y game where 
He threw for a bunch of yards, and he was able to move the football, but they couldn't finish off drives. They never truly got the running game going, which was a little bit of an issue last year. If, if you were to pick one thing with the Bills' offense last year where you said maybe they're lacking, it was in the run game. I personally and selfishly think they need to just feed Devin Motor Singletary, the former FAU star, former American Heritage Del Rey star, because, well, I'm the voice of FAU and because uh, I like to see my people do well. Um, but, uh, I mean, they, they were fine, but they let scoring chances go. Uh, and the Steelers were more physical than they were. The Steelers executed better than the Bills did. Losing to the Steelers is not going to be a death knell for the Bills. The Steelers are good. The Steelers are good. Again, this is a Steelers team, and we had to say this last week a couple of times. The Steelers started last year 11-0 before they lost that random like like Wednesday noon game that they played, whatever midweek nonsense they played. The the Steelers are good. They're going to make a deep playoff run. They may match up with the Bills again in the playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked by that. So the Bills losing, they're still the best team in the AFC East. They're still, to me, the favorite to win the most games in the regular season in the AFC. That's not going to stop the Tua train this Sunday. That's right. Dolphins-Bills, 1 p.m. here on ESPN 106.3. If the Bills fall to the Dolphins on Sunday, Monday on this very program, it's going to be awesome. And I guarantee you, I'm going to annoy the hell out of all of you with my Tua hype party that we're going to have. Even if he throws for like 130 yards and they end up winning like 7-6, to six, it's going to be a Tua hype party and it's going to be intense. What was your uh, biggest overreaction as we head into week two of the NFL season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can always tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Uh, let's do uh, one more tweet here. Nick Cazero Uh, tweets that the Packers will fail miserably and Aaron Rodgers will be gone at the end of the season. Just kidding, they'll be fine. Yeah, no one's going to touch the Packers. No one's going to touch the Packers. Did you see that first half from the Vikings in Cincinnati? That was uh, slug stuff. That was bad. Did they come tearing back in the second half? Yeah, but... Kirk Cousins going to Kirk Cousins. You do not know. It's getting to the point with Kirk Cousins, you don't know what you're going to get on a quarter-to-quarter basis, let alone a game-to-game basis. You, you do not know. Like, when is he finally going to fling off the plexiglass box and perform? No one knows. Yeah, the Packers are going to be fine. Are they going to be a Super Bowl contender? I don't know. Does Aaron Rodgers want to win a championship? Does he have the desire to win a championship? No matter what Jermichael Finley says... The answer to that is yes. Though apparently Jermichael Finley has the ability to see through the helmet at your face and in your eyes, and he can tell. He can tell. Don't try and get it past Jermichael Finley. He can tell by looking in your helmet whether or not you want to win. What a special talent that Jermichael Finley is. I got my bread. I got my paper. I have, I have, no, I have, I have, I have no, no reason to, to, to be knocking this guy. Bro, you got your money. You got your paper and won your Super Bowl because of Aaron Rodgers. Come on. Some respect. One of the greatest of all time, Jermichael. Come on. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. We talked about it yesterday, but uh, Stephen Minicello 
who uh, graduated with an MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic in 2020. He is the new manager of corporate marketing for the Oh-Ho-Hum Pittsburgh Penguins. It's a big deal, right? It's good stuff, right? It's a big job, right? And one of the reasons that he is in this role is because he worked hard and because he realized the value of an MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. This is uh, an elite international program. This is a top-notch national program. This is a peak-of-the-mountain state of Florida program. If you go and get your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic, that is worth its weight in gold. People see that, and they say, employers see that, and they say, oh, this person was was taught well. This person knows the latest in the intricacies of the sports industry. This person will be useful right off the bat. Come on, let's get you going. Let's get you working with the Penguins, with the Dolphins, with the Florida Panthers, with the Dallas Stars. All of these organizations I'm mentioning, members of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, have been with or are currently with uh, in some capacity. The Dallas Cowboys, yeah, that's a pretty big deal. This is your path to the sports industry. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Don't wait any longer. If you're right out of school, want to get right into your MBA, do it. If you're a 40-something, haven't been in college for two decades, you have a family, you want a career change, don't waste any more time. This is how you get into the sports industry. Follow your dream. Spring semester classes, sign up for them now on campus in Boca or online. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Your biggest overreaction going into week two of the NFL season 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Throw a tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. And when we return, USC, a top three job in the country in college football? I don't know about that. Captain Competent is here. Joe Rigotti, I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.